0: you don't need that much time to read. You can read an essay in five minutes. I think it's the fastest, easiest way to get out of your own head and into someone else's and just put your own issues at bay. I don't have time to, like, take a shower. I don't have time to work out a lot. I do have time to just literally crack open a book and read a a few pages, read a chapter. I need that escape. I depend on that, and
1: it fuels me. Welcome to She Speaks How She Does It. I'm your host, Aliza Freud, and each week on the show, we shine a spotlight on the story of an inspiring woman as she openly shares her journey with us, her successes and failures, and what she's learned along the way. My hope is that you can take away something from each of these conversations to help you in your own life. I'm so grateful that you're here. Now onto the show. Today on the podcast, we have the amazing Zibby Owens. Zibby is the founder and host of the award winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And Zibby's conversations on the podcast with authors made her show a top literary podcast selected by Oprah.com in 2019 and 2020. She's a contributor for Good Morning America, and she's been featured in Parents and Marie Claire, Red Book, and the New York Times during the pandemic. Not just, you know, not because she wasn't busy enough with her podcast recordings uh, five days a week. Zibby also put together an anthology entitled Moms Don't Have Time to a Quarantine Anthology. And in in that anthology, moms wrote essays about all the things that demand their time. She also launched an online magazine called We Found Time and started Zibby's virtual book club. This woman is unbelievable, and I think her story will inspire you. So we're going to jump right into it and let you hear what Zibby has to say. Well, welcome to the show today, everyone. And Zibby, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. We are too. So you are just, I am so astounded by all of the stuff that you have done just since the pandemic started, right? You seem to have dialed up while a lot of people were kind of just trying to figure out how to make it through the day. You seem to have launched so many different things to help, to help your, your audience, right? So can you start, before we go into all of the amazing things that you are doing now, can you talk a little bit about what the podcast is and, you know, how it's going, you know, how how it's evolved?
0: Well, my podcast is Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and I started it completely on a lark. I was writing some parenting essays and my husband said, um, you should really try to make a book of parenting essays. And I said, oh, mom's no time to read books. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. I'll just make that the title. I ended up not doing that book, but I did have the title and a friend said, you should start a podcast. So I used the title to start the podcast. And then it has evolved from there. I decided to do author interviews and I started with one a week with a couple authors that I knew. And over time, People started recommending friends, authors recommending each other, somebody from preschool's friend is a writer, and it just built from there completely organically, and it's been amazing. And I did um, a bunch, as you mentioned in our pre-talk, a bunch of in-person events at the beginning, mm-hmm. which I think really helped me grow with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I do it Five to seven times a week, um, and it's—I've
1: done over 600 episodes. So okay. You see, were, you were—you were named New York City's most powerful book influencer. What is it about books that are important to you? That's a great question.
0: I've always just loved books, loved losing myself in stories. I, from the time I knew how to read. It just became my thing. I was always, I always had a book with me. I would read all the time. I would just read all the time. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, I really am interested in sort of understanding what other people are thinking. And I am curious about that. So I find the answers a lot of the time in books Mm -hmm. and in conversation, which are the two things I do the most, like Mm -hmm. read and talk to people. Um, So I don't know. It's just something that it comes from this curiosity about other people.
1: You launched when, when the pandemic started, you were trying to make sure you could find ways for people to stay connected to reading. Um, So you launched a virtual book club, you launched a book and, and that book did, the book just came out, right? It just recently came out in February and you launched an online magazine. So, You got busier than ever. Can you talk a little bit about what prompted? So first, what each of those things are, and then what prompted you to kind of lean into this during the pandemic?
0: Sure. So as I mentioned before, I was doing the podcast, and I was doing in-person events. And when the pandemic hit, I felt that I was really well set up to help all the authors who were about to have their book tours cut short or canceled altogether and just have Mm -hmm. books coming out into a landscape that was completely unknown. And because I had spent the previous two years all day talking to authors and getting to know about them and their journeys, it like, (laughs) I felt like it was happening to me. Like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible for these authors. What can I do? Mm -hmm. And literally as soon as I really got settled with the kids and like our plan and everything, I was like, I have to help. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, I can't go to a hospital and I'm not I'm not a doctor. I can't help anything. Um, so I sort of channeled all of the anxiety and uncertainty into doubling down on how I could help. So Mm -hmm. I just, and because it, I have a tiny, tiny team, I could pivot really easily and just Mm -hmm. do what I wanted basically. So I was literally outside here on the trampoline with my kids and I was like, I'm going to just start interviewing any author who needs space to talk. Mm -hmm. So I started this Instagram live show. And every day at 11, for months, I interviewed usually three to five authors about their book, just for 10 minutes each, just to give them a show or a platform or whatever. And Mm. it turned out that the authors appreciated it, yes. I certainly appreciated it. But I ended up forming this online community of people, not just the people who used to come to my apartment in New York City, but people all over the world who needed some structure and community in that time. I replaced the salons with a virtual book club because a girlfriend mm-hmm. was like, why don't you just take this online? And I was like, okay. So my book club was half book club discussion, but then half with the authors. And I still mm-hmm. do that now every other week. That's amazing. The online magazine became the book. So mm-hmm. I didn't like do two different things just to spare, you know, that misconception um, or put that one to bed. But yes, I I did launch a bunch of essays. I put them on my website. I called it We Found Time, an online magazine. Be- which I, by the way, had start was, that was the plan before the pandemic was that I was doing all these essays. So I had many contracts already in place, but when it started, I just threw them up on my own website and just kept getting them out into the world, nothing fancy. Um, and it wasn't until after I stopped the magazine that I realized
1: I had enough for a book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And so, you know, when I, th- when I hear you talk, it, it makes me feel like what you do is you connect readers to authors and you know, you have, you, you have this passion for the authors because you, you can empathize with, you know, what they were going through when the pandemic started and book tours being canceled. So helping them to get their content and their stories in front of readers who, of course, you also empathize with the fact that a lot of women moms do not really have time to read, and that's the whole point of of how you named um, how you originally named your podcast. So, can you talk about you know for yourself how this evolution has happened? Because you started with the podcast and you were interviewing these authors. Now you are an author. Can you talk about how that evolution happened for you?
0: Well. I'm technically, I know I'm called an author and that's really nice. But, you know, as my mother always likes to say, well, are, you know, that book was like that all the other people wrote, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, I know, I know, I know. Um, I feel like I'm more of a curator of this collection than, mm-hmm. and I, the, I did write a bunch of the essays in the book. So that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and But I did work with other editors. So Claire Gibson, Alyssa Altman, and Carolyn Mernick helped me edit all of the essays. Um, and, of course, I read them all and made sure they were okay and made some of my own tweaks. But um, I did edit and curate the collection. But it's been really great, honestly, and given me even more not just feeling like I can put myself in someone's shoes, but actually I get it now, now that I've had a book come out, what this is like. And mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out and learn and and you know optimize this experience um, now that I'm going through it, even as an anthology editor, author, whatever. Um, and I've actually recently started this fellowship to help four debut women memoirists get their books out into the world. And so I'm like taking notes so I can help them make sure they're successful. And like a girlfriend of mine who has a historical novel coming out. And um, I just feel like everything I do, I'm trying to use my experience to help other people. So in having Mm -hmm. a book come out, I feel like now I have more to share and help with this experience.
1: What is the value for... Mom. So as you said, moms, it's difficult. You've got so much going on in any given day and it's important for us to take time to read. What do you think the value is for that and how much is enough time to read? So if you only have 15 minutes, is that worthwhile? Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yes, it's 100% worthwhile. Um, You don't need that much time to read. You can read an essay in five minutes. Even on Medium, it says, it tells you, two-minute read. But go read for two minutes. (laughs) Um, I think it's the fastest, easiest way to get out of your own head and into someone else's and just put your own issues at bay. I don't have time to, like, take a shower. I don't have time to work out a lot. I want to. I should. I know, I know. I know. But I do have time to just literally crack open a book and read mm-hmm. a, f- a few pages, read a chapter. Even when I was like nursing, I would prop a book up like by my pump. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I need that escape. I depend on that and mm-hmm. it fuels me. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to share that sort of gift. I see it as a gift. It's a blessing that I mm-hmm. that this exists and I get it that it's hard. I mean, Different books are going to be right at different times, and that's part of what I want to do with my podcast is give people options. Right? Not every book is right for you, you don't have to delve into the latest National Book Award finalist. That's you know, if you're super crazed, maybe you want a really funny memoir. I don't know. So, as long as you're losing yourself in, in words, it's a it's it's just a reset for me. It's a reset, and I, I just like feel like it's so beneficial that I want everyone mm-hmm. to do it, even if they only have a couple minutes, even if they read at night for a few minutes, like just a little bit
1: it goes a long way. You you obviously do a ton of reading, and you also write. What for you? How would you distinguish what each does for you? Because they probably help you in different ways.
0: Writing helps me sort out my own feelings Mm -hmm. and connect with other people Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because I know at least writing for publication or writing even on my Instagram account at Debbie Owens, which has become like a little micro blog or, um, writing that I'm sharing with other people helps me feel less alone. (laughs) Um, allows me to, uh, yeah, articulate the things that are floating around in my head and make sense of everything. Um, yeah. And really connect because I love getting the feedback, even if it's from one person, oh my gosh, you know, I also was crying yesterday about whatever, or it just makes me feel so like, that, like that this is what's important in life. Are these connections? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I like, that's what I get out of writing. Um, Reading is my sort of intake, right? If writing is the outtake, reading is how I take in other people, um, stop my own train of thought, and and really escape, and also to learn. I mean, I love now that I read so much, I'm analyzing what makes a book worth, like what makes it work? What is this author doing? I never used to read like that. I was like, what do you mean? Author's just like, write. What do you mean, analyze? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now I'm like, oh, look at that. You know, this author's sentences are so short or look how they start every paragraph or look at the way they structured these chapters or how neat that they wrote that in the second person or I don't know, whatever. So it, and it allows me to use my mind. I feel like I was Mm -hmm. at home with my kids for a long time and I missed it. I mean, I really like, I really like being stressed out and busy and on deadline and having too much to do. I, I mm-hmm. actually just like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I didn't have that for a long time. So
1: Yeah. And I I love how you talk about it as one is an input and one's the output. And and you know, I know a lot of women who we talk to um have talked about how they develop self awareness and how they because in life, it seems a theme that we've seen is that having a decent sense of what's going on with you and really being self-aware is is an integral part of being successful and happy. Um, And we've talked to women about different practices they have for how they develop self-awareness. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it almost sounds like for you, self-awareness comes from writing. When you write, it sort of allows you to kind of work through what's going on. Is that a fair assessment or is there something else you do to develop self-awareness?
0: Yeah. I don't meditate. I don't do anything else. I don't, that, no,
1: those don't work for me. I'm too like neurotic. I have to always be doing. Um, (laughs) So so in terms of, you know, now thinking about where you're going to go next with You're, you know, you've got the podcast, you are publishing the uh, books. Did I also hear that you have a a children's book, uh, a series coming out? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure.
0: Well, first of all, I have another anthology coming out November 2nd. um, Oh, wow. Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids, which I thought was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and- Both essay collections focused on five different topics. So this one was moms don't have time to sleep. No, sorry. This one was moms don't have time to read, eat, work out, breathe, and have sex. And the next one is going to be moms don't have time to sleep, lose weight, write, see friends, and get sick. Did I say get sick twice? Anyway. No, you said that (laughs) once. So that's uh, coming out November 2nd. And then in March of next year, um... Princess Charming is coming out. That's from Penguin Random House, um, an imprint called Flamingo. And it's being illustrated by Holly Haddam, who's like a genius. I'm so excited about it. So that's in March-ish, probably. Uh, and that's a two book deal, so I'll do another Princess Charming book as well. Um, so that's
1: a ch- and that's a children's book. Series. That's a children. It's a picture book. Yeah, like a, oh, a children's. That's book. Wonderful. That's so amazing. That's How did that come about? Did you know that you had a children's book in you? No, that was so random. Everything that's
0: happened has been so random and like fortuitous. I It's just this crazy thing. So an author I had on the podcast, Karen Duquesne, introduced me to a friend of hers and said, my friend is starting her own imprint at Penguin Random House. And she's this amazing editor. Uh, would you want to talk to her? And I was like, oh, of course, you know, she's like, have you ever written a children's book? And I've written a lot of children's books just because I have kids. And so, you know, I, I do it in like five minutes, not like a real children's book. Right. But right. I'm just always typing, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, the day I was supposed to go to that meeting, one of my kids was homesick. And I was telling my husband, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to cancel. I was really looking forward to going to Penguin Random House and, you know, this whole thing. And he was like, well, why don't you just invite the editor over for lunch? And I was like, here with, like, my kid sick upstairs and whatever? And he's like, sure, why not? Maybe she would love that. I was like, okay. Anyway, so I had Margaret Anastas over for lunch. And she was thrilled to get out of the office and come. And we sat at my dining room table. And she, she, she took out this picture of a character. And she said, "This is Princess Charming. What would you do? Would you like to take a stab at this? What would what book would you write about her? If this is what she looked like and that was her name, would you would you want to try?" And I was like, "Sure, I'd be happy to try." So we like literally went back to our salads, and then two seconds later, I was like, "Okay, here's how I would do it." (laughs) And she loved it. And she's like, oh, that's brilliant. Let's do it that way. And then she literally, like, I grabbed a notepad from the kitchen and a pen. And she showed me on a notepad how to write a children's book for her. And, like, how many pages and which page to start on and about how much text. And then I just, like, typed it up that night. And um, it was so easy and fast and fun. And we went through a couple drafts. And I went down finally to the office with my laptop. And we sat there and, and finished it. And it's been great. It's just been so easy and fun. So what is your the favorite your favorite part of what you get to do what's your favorite part of your job Meeting, meeting amazing people and having great conversations. I mean, what a gift. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. Like even today, look at this. Like mm-hmm. now I've connected with you. You're so nice and interesting. And I, I haven't even gotten a chance to hear about like how you started this whole business and more about She Speaks and everything. Like now I'm like totally curious and want to have the other half of our conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I'll know you in
1: the world and how great is wow. that? What, what do you think your superpower is?
0: A girlfriend of mine recently told me that my superpower was connecting, mm-hmm. being able to connect people, people to books, people to each other, me with people, that that's, I just love that. So I guess I'll go with that. So connect, that connecting is... is yeah, being able to connect people and things and like mm-hmm. forge a deep connection. Mm-hmm. And um and then I'm, maybe I would say listening, because I really really love listening to what people have to say and and learning more about them. So mm-hmm. not that that's so hard, but I think listen,
1: listening and connecting. And in terms of, you know, what you're most proud of that you've accomplished, because, I mean, you've done so much and um, have so much to be proud of, what could you pick something that you, you would say you're most proud of? Um, I'm
0: really proud of how I helped people during the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. um, I met a need and it was a unique time and place. So I'm proud of that. So the irony of the fact that I got COVID during my book launch is that I'm actually donating all the proceeds of my book to COVID research. Um, I lost my mother-in-law in a horrific sort of six-week illness and battle with COVID that she lost, even though she was 63 and in perfect health and, and all the rest. And it was it was terrible. Um, so after that, and she got it from her mother who had passed away right before her, I decided to start an, a program at Mount Sinai Medical Center or Mount Sinai Health System where I'm on the board it called uh, the Susan... Felice Owens program for COVID-19 vaccine research. So all proceeds of the book are going there. And my book launch was a fundraiser for that. And I'm doing all sorts of new initiatives to try to raise money. And Mount Sinai is, is developing a vaccine for developing nations, which is low cost and administered once through the nose and can be stored at higher temperatures. So I'm really trying to get behind that and um, spare other families from going through what we went
1: through. So what is next for you?
0: Um what is next for me? I'm going back upstairs for some more exciting remote school. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying to write a memoir. <clears throat> I've written several, <laughs> but I'm trying again. Um I would like to do that this summer. And just more of the same. I'm trying to get more of a handle on how many podcasts I'm doing. I I just have such a hard time saying no, because <clears throat> every book I turn down is a person I'm not going to meet. So I keep mm-hmm. piling them on. Um, but I'm running out of time and sleep and sanity. So mm-hmm. I have to try to find some limits. Um, but I'm excited to just keep doing what I'm doing. I have a new podcast coming out, I should say that. So I have Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Um, I launched Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight earlier in about October or so, which I only do once a week, Um, but that's fun. And now I'm gonna launch, I think in two weeks, Wake Up and Write, which is excerpts from the original podcast, but it's authors giving like their nuggets of inspiring advice. And it'll just be a two minute short form podcast that I'm going to produce, but not read. I'm going to have my husband read some and one of my team members read some. Um, so I'm going to try like a new format and just see if that works. And oh, I started, yeah. mom, and I started moms don't have time to write the magazine on the, or the publication I should say on medium. Um, so I'm like editor in chief of that now. So I'm really trying to grow that and get more people writing. In fact, I would love you to write. If you have any interest, uh, you should
1: come write for yeah. the site. I would love to. I, um, I have to say, you know, I, um, when you were just talking about the two minute format, I was thinking to myself, you know, I read the Artist's Way, um, which I'm sure you're, you're you're quite familiar with. That it's been around for a long time, um, and you know how they have the concept of pages, and you know, doing. I mm-hmm. I started doing it, and it has it has really changed my life. And it's mm-hmm. just such a small thing of making yourself write every day three pages. Don't pick your pen up off the paper. Um, I just found it, I found it to be transformative. So, I mean, I'm so inspired by what you do. If if people want to follow you because you've got a lot going on, what's the best place that they can follow you? Um, at Zivi Owens
0: on Instagram. I'm very active there. Um. <laughs> Uh, and if they want to follow the podcast and all those guests, it's at moms don't have time to read books. But at Zibby Owens on Instagram, you'll you'll get a lot of stuff. And then my website is zibbyowens.com. And uh, I have a newsletter and I have events on my website and stuff about the fellowship and the
1: magazine and the podcast. And that's sort of the best stopping point. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Zibby. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you've got so much going on. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to She Speaks How She Does It. We hope that this episode inspired you in your own experience and path towards success. Be sure to like and subscribe to follow our series of conversations. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode, so join the conversation at She Speaks Up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can also join She Speaks at SheSpeaks.com. Thanks for listening and look forward to our next conversation. Thank you for listening. If you're an influencer or a brand that wants to work with us, please feel free to email us at info at Until next time.